And movie rewrite is back. We're going to do movie two of John Woo movies. Well, technically, I guess it'd be three if you count Mission Impossible 2. Uh, and this time, we've got a different co-host. I don't know if he wants to say his name or not. It'll probably come up as I <laughs> yell at him eventually during this. Probably not. It's Jake. No hey. one knows Jake because no one knows me. <laughs> so it's all good. Wow. Face off. Yes. Yeah. John Travolta, Nicolas Cage. I like to read the DVD boxes to see how accurate they are of describing the movie we just watched. I like that idea. All right. Yeah. FBI agent Sean Archer, played by John Travolta. It's going to get confusing later on in the movie. <laughs> knows how to stop elusive terrorist caster Troy, Nicolas Cage. Are these names cool? <sighs> I do like Archer. You know, I don't know. For me, Archer's... Archer's good. Sean Archer? Ah, uh, ah. Uh. Caster Troy? I like Caster Troy. How do you feel about Sterling Archer? Oh, I like that more. Okay. Uh, from, you know, from the show Archer. Exactly. Okay, I'm that's that's sure why I like okay. Archer, yeah. All right. Watching this movie now, and every time I heard Archer, I was like, oh, yep. where's Sterling? Yep, yep. Not the case. All right. He'll become him. Archer undergoes futuristic surgery. <laughs> yeah. Damn right he does. Yeah. And has Troy's face mapped onto his, then infiltrates the terrorist's world to discover his deadly secrets. But as much as Archer looks and acts like Troy, he really doesn't know him. He never figures Troy will retaliate and force doctors to transform him into Archer. I'm confusing myself. Yeah. Now the agent faces a shattering nightmare. His arch rival is now living with his family. The Travolta cage star power comes on strong, and so does the excitement in this roaring thil- thrill machine, can't speak, of a movie directed by John Woo, Broken Arrow. So buckle up. It's going to be a furious fight. Rated R. All right. First thing up, Jake. John Travolta, hot or cold on him? How do you feel? Uh, 90s Travolta, I'm in for. Same with Cage. I mean, I am too. Um, I guess it's been a really long time since I've seen a Travolta movie. Uh, my problem watching this was he just seems so amateur. Like, everything he, he just... Travolta? Yeah, Travolta seemed really? unbelievable to me. I don't know. For me, Cage was typical Cage. Like, he, he does Caging what he around. does. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, he was a solid... He was in his... In his prime, if you will, in his in his better version when he's doing two hundred movies a year. Um, I I would argue they're both in their prime. What? Here's the thing, Travolta. He starts hitting goes off the rails for me like late aughts. Okay, a little bit. Okay, like Swordfish Travolta. I'm in for like yeah, bad yeah. guy Travolta. I guess is what I'm really in yes. for. Everything else, I'm just like it's Travolta. And so. That's that's where I'm sitting. I would say when he was playing Archer, he was blah. trying to play Nick. Okay, he was wait. mediocre. No, he no. was Archer when he was playing. Who <laughs> this is going to be was, the problem with that podcast? Yeah. Of who's who again? When Travolta was playing the actual FBI guy, mm-hmm. I thought he was lousy. I felt like it was super fake, not very believable. When he was playing the terrorist taking over his body, I thought he was solid. When he was acting like... You liked him when he was bad. Yes, exactly what you're saying. Okay. When he was playing, essentially, Cage as Travolta. <laughs> very confusing. Um, Cage, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. I thought he was more believable. He was way more animated. 
it just made him more authentic to me. He's he was still acting ridiculous, but yeah. I don't know. Before when he was playing like the stressed out FBI family man thing, it was like really I don't know. I don't know. All right. I I didn't buy it. I was just like he's like not he he's like so emotional that he's not emotional type of acting. I don't I don't know what it was. It was just not nothing for me. Okay. Cage. Which version of Cage do you like? <sighs> Psycho terrorist? cage or oh i am trying to get to my family cage for this i liked i think probably family cage (laughs) trying to get back to his family cage i don't know because like (laughs) sympathetic cage yeah because he was still like crazy and weird but i don't know again more believable versus the other one was just so outlandish and just off the rails which is fun but Mm. also like i mean who does that like so, just so out there. We did Broken know. Arrow, my bro and I. That Travolta character and this Travolta character when he's the bad guy are almost identical in a lot of ways. Oh, like okay. Travolta is just doing weird facial things and kind of going all over the place. And I don't know if he is more caged than cage, but oh, he's okay. tiptoeing the line okay. of uh, getting there. So before we get too much into the plot, directed by John Woo, that's why we're here. Mark Werb. And Michael Colleary are our writers. And I don't know how you jump to do a project like this from their previous work. I'm only going to go through one of them because they have so much overlap. It's almost the same person. Writers on. They did the story for Laura Croft Tomb Raider after this movie. Before this, they did Things That Go Bump, a TV movie. Dark Man 3. Die, Dark Man, Die. Screenplay for The Mask in 94. Oh. And then some stuff I've never heard of. And then you hit them with, then they hit us with Face Off. Uh, One of them does a Curious George story in 06. Hmm. Firehouse Dog. And then, again, some TV I have not heard of. Okay. So this movie is just kind of like, I I don't know how, I don't know how this happens. I don't know how you get a John Woo French or film. With some of the two biggest actors at the time, and then have a no names, virtually no name yeah. writers, where you're like, but why is this not being sought after and punched up to make? Because then you get lines like, suck my tongue. I was gonna, <laughs> when I first saw that, I did not remember that. And I was, my only question was, WTF? <laughs> what is happening? Like, how is this a thing? Um, <laughs> No, I would agree with you. It's like, um, I mean, when you say that about those those guys. The writers, yeah. It makes sense now because a lot of the movie, I was just scratching my head wondering what is happening and why is this happening and who thought it was a good idea and just why, just why. I, you know? I think the ton thing is really skirting the line of being phallic without calling it out as being phallic. Yes. Because it's not like you're going to get either one of these, well... I'm not either one of them is not above saying the word blowjob. Right. But for some reason this movie doesn't want to say that word. It just wants to be like, what does he say on that airplane? Cage is like, if I let you suck my tongue, like would you be grateful? And like, what are we talking about? Yes. Like what Where does that come from? Like, is this Cage's choice for this character to be like kind of gross? Yes. But also for me. When I saw that, all I could think was they were trying to uh, showcase his desire to, you know, uh, 
show his power essentially show his control over people he's such a supreme criminal that he can you know have this flight attendant or whoever she was like his she was peon. undercover fbi flight attendant right but like to to be able to woo her and be like ooh i can make a random woman do something as weird as suck his tongue on a private jet after he says his line, it's es- essentially it's making out, but the delivery of it's kind of <sighs> yeah. yeah it's more, I think it's more sexual in nature. Exactly. I mean, that was the thing. I think it, you're exactly right. They were trying to hype it up and trying to make it more sexual. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't know why. Um, what was this rated? Oh, it's R. Maybe that's why they were like, oh, we gotta like make it risque somehow, but mm-hmm. not really. But not really. I thought it was PG thirteen, huh? <laughs> she's <laughs> dude this cusses a lot yeah, i am surprised yeah. the nudity is not here well exactly there's there's hardly any nudity i feel like i don't think there's any nudity there's zero nudity zero i mean there's no strip clubs there's no there's a no. there is an implied sex ish at some parts where like well we could have seen something thank god we didn't there's there's no even like oh never mind I was going to say, there's no even, like, bra and panty level, but there is with the daughter. Okay. When, <laughs> yeah, so, never mind, yeah, they they get kind of super creep with that for some reason. Decided to bring that out. The other thing we have to think about is this is the late 90s, correct? Is that what they can't, made it? Can't late hear 90s? me shake my head. <laughs> it came out in 97, so you got to imagine yeah. this thing was this is- producing in 5 and 6 and... Yeah, this is this is a weird time, right? I mean, we're coming out of the 80s where everything was way, like, mm-hmm. way more sexualized. Things were more, uh, you know, if, if things were R, then for sure there's going to be nudity. There's going to be just a lot of things a that you would expect. A strip club for the sake, just for the sake of having a strip right, club, maybe. Right, right. Um, and for this, too, I mean, he's a bad guy. Castro Troy, come on now. I mean, I could see it. Why not? He's crazy. He has yeah. random women suck his tongue. Um <laughs> Uh, the other thing, too, is that in, like, the late 90s, we're starting to become more puritanical as a society, you know, more of a lockdown, more of a, you know, adhere to to ratings and, like, R is, is R, like this, yeah. and but it's not really very R. Like you're saying, at the most, they, like, say the F word a couple times, and you're like, uh, eh. So you're trying eh. to tell me you think the 90s movies with an R rating were getting tamer? The late 90s, Or it was yes. too easy to get an R I would say late 90s. Because I think it's still the stance like you can have one fuck a movie in your PG-13. The second you hit two, no matter what else goes on, you're still R. For sure. And so, you know, with that said, like you say, they drop fuck all the time. So it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, they have R. So why hold back? Why hold back? Yeah, but I'm glad they had some restraint. Kind of. No, I disagree. If it's going to be R, then do it. (laughs) Oh, you want to see the... You want to see titties. You want to see everything. Well, not necessarily nudity, but just more like, violence. I don't know something. Just like make it, make it an R. Like if you're if you're already there, then do it. Why hold back? Because that's the thing about it. It's like PG thirteen. You're always trying to hold back. You got to hold back. Yeah. You have to hold back. Well, R boom. Just be free. I mean, they're supposed to be artists, right? Yeah. I don't know. I've never made a movie, so I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a question my bro and I have had all you know the whole time is. Well, for going R, at what point do you start to pull back and what is actually essential to having your movie to make it R, right? right. If the nudity is not adding anything or the sex isn't adding anything, do we need it here? 
if the violence hasn't added anything, does it need to be here? Like, I have kind of come down that thing. Like, I'm cool with a PG-13 movie. I yeah. don't want a PG-13 movie that is really, really skirting the R. Just bump it a little bit into R. You can be a little R and yeah. have some gore and yeah. some language. For sure. Or you can be a big R and have the language, the violence, the sex, the nudity. Just do it. And then you're starting to skirt like that higher, maybe NC-17 level. Yes. Where you still have to cut stuff back. This, right. this movie, its choices are fascinatingly stupid. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before about other movies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we see it in, currently in today's day and age. How much did the studio have to play into editing and cutting this movie? Because we know for a fact, big studios, big budgets, the execs come in and they make movie decisions when they're not movie makers. So okay, this well, might have been an issue well, the same. Well, going know. with that, this budget was at $80 million. Holy crap. At 97, right? Yeah. You got to imagine. I, I would be yeah. curious to know how much our two main actors pulled down for that. I can't imagine anything less than 10 each. I wouldn't think so. Yeah. So Holy you still moment. got a decent chunk of money to work with, enough room for explosions. Well, your box office, yeah. <laughs> I think worldwide, was 245.7 million. Oh. And going off what you say, my bro and I also like to play the producer game. Mm hmm. How many producers do you think were on this bad boy? Being so big, I'm going to throw out a random number of seven. Close. Ten. Oh. <laughs> so we're, we're, every time we do a movie, we like try to figure out like, did that many producers help or hinder? And then you get the ones that I like had two and like, well, this was garbage. They obviously didn't have a good idea. But then you get ten, you're like, are they just creating too much friction with each other to make a good movie? Because are they telling John Woo what not to do? Yeah. Because we talked to yeah. when when John and I did uh, MI two, like Tom Cruise, legend has it, like sought John Woo to do it. Probably the worst movie in the franchise. <laughs> but yet John Woo is still like, and I'm not saying he doesn't need to work after that because there's still plenty of directors and actors who have made shitty movies who still continue to work. Right. But he was headhunted because of like his style, and that style is kind of what we're also here for too. Is like, yeah, MI two has got its own feel and look to it right and woo like some directors just have a certain style and elements that are always in their movie and face off has a lot of those two you get some of the doves towards the end of flying and i was wondering church by the beach i was wondering and i was like why okay uh guns and faces yeah done or gun gun dueling flashy guns yeah sexy outfits yep I also noticed like slow mo, slow mo watching <laughs> bullets exit the guns for some reason. Random weird, shots of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Weird reaction shots. Yeah, yeah. It's, it is a weird, weird movie. So, given that we both came prepared with some notes, just to see, you know, how we feel about it. Um, just real quick, just a tidbit. This came in of eleventh of the highest grossing film in '97. Whoa. Huh. And apparently was nominated for sound effects. Sure. <laughs> there were a lot of sound effects. There yeah. were a lot of sound effects. I can see that. How much, of the, that. how much of the nuts and bolts of this movie do you want to get into? Because I feel like the fundamental flaw with this movie is face-off. This movie... <sighs> so, no, I, I looked real yeah. quick. Travolta is two inches taller than Cage. 
Physique-wise, I would say Travolta is just bigger in general. Oh, absolutely, in every way. And I get, like, for this movie to work, you got to have, like, two actors. But I would argue, and I am going to have to take a second to look because I'm going to be mad if I say this name wrong. I think in order for this to work, you have to get people that are almost close enough in looks that's believable enough. Looks and appearance. Right. And... um. Tom Hardy has some lookalikes. Logan Marshall Green. Uh, Prometheus. Super, super close. But yeah. I, I, there's a couple shot uh, pictures you see. I'm like, oh, that's Tom Hardy. And uh-huh. like, oh, no, that's Logan Marshall Green. Right, right. Okay. It's doable. Yeah. Because like. They're doppelgangers. Again, yeah. They're doppelgangers. But in 97, who's a doppelganger for Cage or Travolta at the time? You're just basically getting like your two biggest maybe action stars at the time who could right. pull this off. It's not like you're getting Stallone and Schwarzenegger to do this. Right. There's well, a big difference there too, but still. So so you bring up a good point. I completely agree. And you see it nowadays. And uh, if there's like a movie or a show with, you know, two different people, AKA the same actor playing two different people, <laughs> that's all they do is they take the same actor, put yeah. some makeup, put some, you know, add some, you know, uh, uh, putty to their face and they say it's this different person because exactly what you're saying, how do you, and then you also have to think about budget. How do you justify hiring two actors and one is going to be a known super expensive actor. The Mm. other, the other one is going to be a doppelganger if you can find them and can they act and why even bother? Just have the same actor do both roles. So I came with an idea of how to change this up, but now you gave me two. Are you kind of saying, why wouldn't you hire Travolta or Cage, Yes. put one in prosthetics, Yes. and keep one original looking, and then just yes. swap the prosthetics? Like, you're doing like a, a Nutty Professor kind of... Yes. Scen- oh, so, interesting. So, exactly what you're saying. Hmm. From, from the bases, face-off can work if you were using one actor or an actor with a doppelganger. Then it's doable. I agree with you completely. The fact that Travolta and Cage, that's the other thing too. If they look different, but they had the same build, it'd be more believable. But the fact that Travolta is so much bigger than Cage in every way, it's just silly. My other thought was, what if you did a consciousness transfer? Well, isn't that kind of what was going on in the movie? Like, nope, as just soon as Cage... Face. Yeah, but, I mean, they were trying to bring that across, though. At least that's what I took from it. As soon as Travolta got Cage's face on his face, and he's he was, like, struggling with it mentally, like, and it was almost like yeah, their minds were... Yeah, he had to act like... Travolta... No. Cage had to act like... Oh, my God. Yeah, Cage had Fuck. to act like Travolta being turned into Cage. No, Travolta had to act like Cage. Because Travolta is then wearing Cage's face. As the playing a bad guy as the good guy. Yeah, but <laughs> but Cage had to act like he was being Travolta being turned into Cage. <laughs> Fuck this movie. You know? Oh. Yeah. So I, I think this movie, the, the title also has like a double meaning, right? Like they physically took the faces off and then it's two people facing off. Oh, I Mortal didn't even enemies. think about that second part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing, too. You could tell this was a 90s movie because they had to, like, blatantly tell you the title of the movie in the movie. Like, I they had take to his yell face it. Face off. off. Like, yeah. 
so many times. It was like, oh, that's what I'm watching face off. Okay, cool. Do we want to dive into each character just for however long it takes us of their motivation? I mean, we we can. So we're introduced and Cage is sniping Travolta. And somehow doesn't, uh, well, Travolta's on a carousel and doesn't realize Travolta's on there with his kid. Okay, dick move A. Yeah. Assassinate that guy when he's taking a dump in the port john Yeah, by himself. Blow it up with a rocket. I don't care. Super easy. He's a sniper, yeah. He shoots him, goes through his chest, and the and his kid was like chest levels. So goes in and out. I'm, yep. I'm guessing it takes the kid's head off. Face off. Third meaning of the movie, the kid's face is off from this rifle rep. <laughs> that, it's oh, mor- they, it's they, morbid. They should have done that. They layers on layers that. on layers. The layers movie's on. an onion. Yes. Let's peel it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sick. No, uh, my immediate thought was, um, well, for one, as soon as I saw that stash, he should have kept the stash the entire movie. Oh, Come on, Cage. That was such a good stash. Oh, you talk the about choices. villain stash all the way. It needed um, to be longer so he could twirl it. Yes, as he got I older. I forgot that. Yeah. Well, um, I'm glad you brought it up because you watched this movie way more recently than I did, so I forget a lot of this already. Yeah. Uh, but again, as a sniper, okay, he shot him. He didn't die. He's crawling on the ground. Why not take it? Take the second shot, eliminate the target. Oh, because then this movie wouldn't happen, I guess. Right? Well, see, this is this is one of those weird things of good Travolta is essentially out for revenge. Right. But it's taken him six years to do it. And he is super fixated on his son dying. And I don't agree with this being, I don't know, the, the thrust for his actions. Because Cage's character, we're led to believe, is this terrifying terrorist who will stop at nothing to do whatever. So that, I feel like, should be his motivation. And I guess I kind of come down on maybe Cage should have, like, went for the nuclear option and tried to kill Travolta. And maybe his whole family and Travolta survives. I don't get why it has to be the son. Because it only serves to have this super awkward moment at the... Well, I find it to be two awkward moments. So he's got a bullet wound scar on his chest. Yeah. And he asked the surgeons to leave it. As right. he turns into Cage. Yeah. But as he starts going back to himself, he asks it to be removed, which... Well, yeah, like, just not put it back. I'm like, dude, that, come on. Yeah. Just just keep it on there, like... Well, you're for essentially, me... Because at the end, like, he's taken Caster's son as his own, and like, right. dude, you can't just replace your kid right. and get rid of that scar. That's fucked up, man. But, I mean, the scar was already gone, so it's like, why go through the trouble of putting something when you don't need a scar to remind you that your son is dead? Well, here's the thing. I don't know. For me, it was the whole thing. This movie has a ticking clock on it because he wants to get the information quick. But, man, it... There, because of that, this movie has too much time to breathe. And you're like, this would come crumbling down in 72 hours as bad Travolta. Dude, there's no way he's surviving in the FBI. I mean, <laughs> I know it's 97. There are computers with passwords. There are protocols with passwords. Well, how in the hell is he like, yeah, okay. And I'm, I'm just going to just right away. The wife's going to know the difference in that dick, right? 
No, no, because oh, technically they they uh they talked the 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 specialized doctor did they change the penises the whole body no. was changed is what he said no yeah yeah, yeah. I thought it was that's like, that's how they no that's how they up. that's how no. they explained it away they were like oh you know we have these differences we're just gonna change them because we have our magical procedures it's just facial and like some of the other stuff that's nope, more because nope, they, they talked about body hair and stuff too they're like oh we're gonna blah, did blah, they also blah. talk about getting rid of fat yes yes <sighs> yep they explained it away with not actually explaining how it was going to happen, they just said it was going to happen. Wait, and then, they poof, changed it dicks? happened. No everything, way. Everything. Everything. Oh, my God. Because they said they will not be able to tell you uh, tell you apart physically. Like, you'll be completely different. <sighs> I, I they explained it away, dude. Okay. If you say Without that happened, I'll take it. your word for it. Nope. I thought it was nope. like kind of a waste-up scenario. Nope, because like, I was thinking the same no deal. Junk. I was like... Exactly what you're saying. How are you changing the entire like physicality of this person <laughs> to make them believable as this other person when they're not the same person at all physically? Cage is way leaner. <laughs> Plus, he has like the scenes when he's like he has a shirt off and he's like rocking a, a six pack. Which... You know, Travolta is not doing that. But apparently, in the movie, you know that's the exact thing. If if you have Travolta's body with Cage's face, boom, dead giveaway. Who would rather be in this movie? Yeah, Cage. He got to play the funner part. The psycho is way funner. He so he, had, he had like, a greater range. You're too. talking like first half movie Cage, the whole thing. I thought he just had a a funner role, or at least he played it better in my mind. All right. I don't know. For me, Cage is just more dynamic of an actor in this movie. In comparison with these two actors in this movie, Cage just has a greater range. Well, take it for what it's worth. The internet tells me that they spent a week together to get each other's mannerisms down a little bit to make this. Like, you watch a Cage movie, like, he's got weird cadences throughout. Travolta tries to match that so that we're reminded of who's who. Okay. And then Cage kind of takes that more docile, sad, half, you know... He was, yeah, he was crying a lot in the prison. Yeah, trying to get back home to his family. Yeah, untruthful to him, so sad. (laughs) (laughs) And then, no, so you bring that up. That makes a lot of sense for why Travolta, in the first half of the movie when he's playing himself, is so stoic and unemotional and unexpressive because he's trying to showcase that he is a different person than Cage, who is over-the-top, expressive, and Mm -hmm. just flamboyant. And that also explains Cage in the first half, also being over-the-top. I mean, I can see that being a, you know, a psychotic criminal, too, Mm -hmm. but that makes a lot of sense. You're trying, they're trying to showcase that they're different people in every way, so that we understand or something. So does this movie work if we change out the two actors like we mentioned earlier? Like, you Absolutely. have one playing both, both roles, roles. or you do like a consciousness swap. I think if you do like a consciousness swap, you're, I mean, we're already teetering on sci-fi to an, kind of, but if we did like this weird, like, Oh, it's totally sci-fi in my mind Yeah, with the I mean, face swap uh, yeah. and like how there's no scars and how they have the immediate healing. <laughs> Are you serious? Speaking. And how they literally just suction cup the face off of <laughs> the skin yep. off of the face like that is not possible there's way too many connections and That's nerve true. endings well, i and don't everything. have to be a nurse to know like yeah 
There's way too many muscles in your face. But like, if I take the skin off of this part and put it on that part, it magically works. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just got to mush it around like the doctor did. Oh, yeah. And it just, just magically it connects just, up. It just knows like, where to go. Oh. Yeah. Based on the incisions that they made. I, I could have used a... <laughs> I could have used a little more body horror. Really? There were. I remember watching it, thinking they're not going to show me a face, and they do like quick cuts, and I'm like, <sighs> yeah. "Does this movie suffer from not showing me a cage face that's bloody, and muscle, just muscle, yeah, and yep. like the, the exposed eyeballs, yeah. yeah, terrifying. It it is, and that's real. And, and I, I wanted to see yep, more yep. body horror, like. And that's give me, why give me a nice five second lingering shot of him trying to like. Well, what they should have done exactly is, is when they're putting the face on. You saw a reflection in like the stainless steel like shelf or something, mm-hmm. and it's all blurry and stuff. And you get the gist, but otherwise, like you're saying, he has gauze on his face. Dark, or, dark man. Yeah, and it's like. There's our dark man connection. Well, I think that was the thing too. <laughs> exactly what you're saying before. It's like that is gore. I thought for sure is PG thirteen because why else would they do what they did? See, and that's but I, why I was thinking PG thirteen. I don't think they could get it to look good. I think it's ninety seven. Th- it doesn't matter. Like it's it would just be CGI. Yeah, and I, back then, I mean, look CGI. at the CGI now. Uh, well, isn't that what it was? CGI, I, like all that. All I that, don't uh, know. The they might stuff. have done practical for some of it because it was so no, quick. No, no, all the gun stuff though. That was all CGI. When they're showing the bullets coming out of the guns. And, oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Everybody was hard for CGI bullets back then. Exactly. Because... But that's what I'm saying. I don't know about you, but when I first saw it, like, boom. Totally realistic, awesome, like, amazing. Like, look what they're doing now. It looks so real. <laughs> Even though, obviously, nobody's ever seen a bullet in real life come out of a gun. Like, you just can't see it. Well, we've got cameras now. You can slow well, it down. Now, dude. but, you know, again, I, I you can't saying, see it yeah. with your naked eye. Um and uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's like it's it's, it's swinging a miss. They had an opportunity. It makes yeah. it more believable for me the whole process. If you did a consciousness swap, that too. So, but I mean, just seeing yeah. both of their just faces right there. I mean, they show them. That was another big problem I had. So you could tell that they were actually gonna like take off material off of like a dummy. Mm-hmm. And so both of them, when they have them laying down on the in the chair in the oh, operation yeah. like a, they don't look like cage or travolta they look it looks like ish, a mask ish it's They're ish it's weird They're seeing so like a nose themselves. without like it's got the holes and everything like that's going on so yeah like that yeah. to me is like some serious like surgery of redoing like yeah the nose structure the eyes like my problem everything, is and it's why just, didn't they just cgi that what do you mean which part the whole scene, it ruined it for me. I mean, they're laying there, and you're oh. like, oh, I guess that's Cage. I guess that's Travolta. Like, they don't look like you themselves You didn't all. want a whole lot of the surgery. No, I don't mind the surgery. Wasn't the surgery all fake anyways? It just looked too bad. Oh. I, I, obviously I, I, not. I, they they clearly remove, like, a something. mask. They do, yeah. But I feel like they could have done that anyways and just had the actors' faces and then done the CGI laser mm-hmm. and then just have that stick to that mask. Mm. The face stick to the mask, and then they still get the same effect. Maybe not. It's I don't kind know. of Mission Impossible esque, right? Yeah, Mission Impossible has really got the face mask mm-hmm. thing down. Yeah. See, and I don't think they could do that because, like, well, but John Woo, you've done that already, and you're ripping off Mission Impossible. 
And that's been a question John and I have had. Can an artist rip himself off and let it be allowable? Uh, 100%. All right. <laughs> the The problem with it is that I, fe- I think it's a fine line. So you do it some, it's acceptable. It's like, okay, that's, you know, it's like your calling card. It's yeah. what you do. Mm-hmm. You do it too much. You're getting lazy. Boo. Yeah, lazy. Sloppy. And it's pretty And it's pretty close Boring. to Mission Impossible 2. So, like, you can't really just right. be like, eh, face masks. Yep. I, I think, boy, we're going to really be stuck on the science of this. Could they not have killed Cage after the face swap? Because it looks like you could keep Travolta's face in this weird nutrition yeah. bath. Yeah. And then you're not going to have guards around him if you're going to, like, put him in a chemical coma. Right. Like he just wakes up in a room by himself and apparently in an empty building. Yeah. And you're like, whoa, so no guards on this criminal terrorist and he's not even in a cage. Right. And actually well, he's alive. Weird. That was my big thing too is like, really? So he's in a coma that apparently he can recover from and mm-hmm. then there's no supervision whatsoever. Well, and that also brings in like, I'm... I was kind of led to believe or thought in a way that this was like a specialty team. Well, they were, yeah. And then like at the end of the movie, because they're all dead, like, oh, we bring in the best from DC. And they're like, wait, what? There's another yeah. team that knows exactly how to do this. Yep. Like, everything They have was the same burnt. technology. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. yep so yep. we do the face-off, and then they do uh, microchips, whatever, in the throat. Yeah. This is where the wheels on this start to really wobble. Because it specifically states, if you take a hit or sneeze hard, sneeze you can dislodge hard. it. <laughs> Fuck, dude. These guys are pinballs throughout the rest of the movie and ain't shit happening to nope, it. And part of me is like, good. they should have swapped consciousness. Then you're playing with different set of rules of yes. like, well, I can't now kill my mortal enemy because that's my body, but it's got his consciousness in it. Now we've got a real dilemma of how do we solve this problem. So... So a question with that is, how would you do it? Just complete swap of consciousness or having both both uh, existing? Because mm. the problem I have with swapping a consciousness mm. and getting rid of the other one is then literally he becomes Cage then. Okay. And that's the problem so here's because my... then he doesn't know any difference. He's just still Caster Troy. So let's let's play it out. My my consciousness goes into I'm I'm the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. Yeah. My consciousness goes into you. Yep. So now I got to go figure out the bomb yep. issue and talk to my brother. For the sake of this movie, my brother. Uh-huh. What do we do with my consciousness in your brain? So. Because if you're awake, there's a potential of like you threatening harm against my body. Yes. Or killing yourself until I switch everything back. Or do they just go complete a little bit more sci-fi and they just put it on a hard drive. I mean, there there was that zip disk, right? Yeah, I mean, with I, uh, with uh, whatever it was, the the lady, the lady bomb thing, uh, Claiborne or something. Okay, yeah, I, I think you. Yes, I think that yeah. that is the key. I think if we're gonna do it, let's do it all the way, and we have the consciousnesses downloaded, because obviously technology is not an issue. Let's they just bring robots it into it. Well, no, that's too far. No, I want a cage robot. Oh, I do too. Robot cage. I do too. Well, I guess why my point with that is this whole surgery scene is setting up the rules in which we're supposed to live in for this movie. Right. They are then discarded 
10 minutes later. Yeah. And I'm not saying even if you switch out how they essentially like switch places, you still got to follow the rules. Yes. And I think if you were to do like my consciousness is just now in someone else's body, Uh you eliminate some of the things like, well, if you get hit hard enough, your voice modulator is going to be all weird and you're going to sound robotic. Right. Okay. Well, if we're not going to ignore that anyway, it only comes back into play when uh, he's trying to convince his wife and he's messing with At it the to very get the voice. Like, yeah. Fuck, dude, that, you should have swallowed that a long time ago. Yeah. Or when you wanted people to believe you. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, <laughs> I'm not Castor Troy. Boom. Yeah. You're and, talking like Archer. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think just because we're not adhering to any set of rules. Yeah. It's kind of like, well, then we can pretty much do whatever to yeah. get us to the point of having swapped bodies, and then our movie can go on. Right. We so, should have been different. Maybe. I don't know. And that's the other thing, too. So, like, you could do the consciousness in different ways, too. You could have it as um, a consciousness that's in the background of the of the body, so yeah. you're just monitoring. Or Be a prisoner in your own mind or something. Well, or someone else's of mind. somebody else's mind, but really you're just an observer, a silent observer. The other option is that you come in, become the main consciousness, and then they become the uh, observer. But you have access to their like memories and stuff. The whole point of them doing this is so that Travolta can pretend to be Cage to go to this maximum security pri- <laughs> prison. Yeah. <laughs> to talk to his brother who's been arrested to figure out where the bomb is that was planted so far in advance weeks it was planted in advance for this conviction that's gonna happen there yeah Hoofta. so that means this timetable is like they want to do it fast anyway so this prison has magnetic boots Magnetic floors. Yeah. So again, we're tiptoeing this sci-fi realm. Yeah. So good, good cage. Gets it out of his brother of where it is. And then he can't get out because Travolta, bad Travolta, has now woken up, wrangled up all the doctors, had them. Executed. uh, Yeah. Fix him up, execute them all. So now he is FBI agent Sean Archer, and he goes to the prison, and then he he killed everybody who ever knew about this. I hate this in movies where it's like only two or three people know about it, and now mm. if they die, like I'm screwed. Yeah. As much as I like The Departed, I'm on board with that more because it's a little bit more riskless to give a movie like yeah, we're yeah, dealing with totally. real world things. This I'm like, dude, we're messing with the surgery. There has got to be layers to this because this is a highly delicate operation. Yes. And. How do you get the information? So, so I don't know. my immediate thought with that was, okay, how does Cage, why is there a phone for Cage as soon as he wakes up and realizes his face is gone? And somehow he realizes his face is gone. Where's the guards? Where's the nurses? Where's yes. the staff? How is he not in incredible pain? And if he's not in incredible pain, then he must be drugged out of his mind because that's got to be excruciating to not have your face. When his henchmen bring in the doctors, is he not smoking? Yeah. <laughs> I think so. He's a badass. Well, that's it. Oh, that's totally nineties. Smoking is so cool. Oh well, I've um, been on this rant with my bro, dude. Travolta fucking makes smoking look cool in the movies in the nineties with his daughter. Well, no, just like he every movie he smokes in the nineties, he has got this weird way of doing it. I recently watched Swordfish, and uh-huh. I'm like, God damn, dude, it looks cool. I, I've talked before, I'm like maybe I've made the wrong life choices about smoking. Like Travolta <laughs> fucking makes it look cool. 
like he has just got these weird like is it this movie he like holds it underneath maybe it's sort of i don't think fucking confusing myself on how travolta smokes in these movies in the 90s right but yeah like he just makes it look cool all right we want to talk about this awkwardness that cage establishes first off in this movie he plants this bomb and he's dressed as a priest yeah okay what the hell is this choir that he is interacting with? Is this kids? Is this adults? I because I I, I, I took him as mostly young adults. Um, I, I also I wasn't sure what the hell. This I is. also wasn't sure what was going on. Um, yeah, again, I wasn't really sure what the deal with the blonde was. Was he just establishing himself as like a suave? Super villain okay. dude or something. Th- this is where it gets super murky because this really teeters on inappropriateness with underage girls. Yes. Because he like stands behind her and like screams. And I wrote in my notes, did he grab a miner's butt? I don't know. Maybe. And again, the choices for this movie are bewildering because like, okay, is this guy like a sexual deviant too? Or is he strictly like terrorist? Like... Maybe that. What are we doing here? I think that that might be the plan to sort of showcase how bad of a guy he is because you get it with that but first he, off, he, and then uh, when he killed the kid at the start, right? But but to make it even worse, you think about how they use pedophilia oh, and child molestation. That's a bad word. It is. <laughs> um, but but it makes much more sense when you think about what happens with when he is in Travolta's body. And he's interacting with Travolta's daughter. Oh my god, that makes so much more sense because awkward. all they're trying to do is is insinuate that he is a super creeper bad guy because he is. I mean, I, but you know yeah, what I mean. But, That's just a whole nother level, dude. The amount of I, I don't care how this movie ends. The amount of therapy this family has to go through, especially the mother and daughter, is unreal. Because the scene you're talking about, his daughter is in her underwear. Yep. Talking on the phone and bad Travolta walks through and like lingers. Yep. And like she's standing there on the phone, like he does this really awkward, like lean in super close. And he gets like the cigarettes. Yep. And then like they he tries to like bond over smoking. I'm like, fuck, dude, this is not because once you really like Yeah. A, she's like, What the fuck is going on with my dad? And B, once you find out, oh shit, that was the guy who murdered my little brother who was in my house, who looked like my dad, who made me feel like super skeevy. Not super skeevy. Hey, how how often can I have therapy in a day and in a week? Exactly. Because I'm going to need it. Yeah. And that was the thing too. Like, yeah, when he first enters the room, he makes a comment like, ooh, yeah. And then... Oh, something about daddy. What the hell is that? Yeah, I think he uses the word daddy. I'm like, ooh. Yeah. And then, and then Rewrite, what you say please. too, like she gets those skeevy vibes, but as soon as he starts smoking, boom, he's cool, dad. He smokes with me. He says it's okay. Don't tell mom. I love him now. He's my favorite parent. Speaking of mom, dude. So weird. Speaking of mom. Wait, I had sex with the guy who killed my son, who looked like my husband. Can you come back from that? Like, I, however many years they've been married, all of a sudden you find out, like, wait. Your face was on a bad dude who came into our house. Yeah. Who I then slept with multiple times. Yes. I guess. And, and it was na- awesome. And now I got my. Hu- I I almost think that's divorce. You, you almost have to have a divorce well, at this point. Well, you would think that because the way she would talk about uh, Cage, 
The way she yeah, would talk she about was, Caster Troy, she would lose her mind. Understandably, well, she, she would lose her neglect- mind. She's feel- basically, well, again, but, this is movies like Tony Tell Me. She's been neglected for six years since the death of the son yeah. because Travolta's on this revenge kick. Right. Well, that was the thing, too, when, when Bad Travolta read the diary and it was like, oh, we haven't made love in two months or whatever it was. And then Bad Travolta's like, hey, 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 I got this. Yeah, I just it's it's the, every, it's so all over the, the place. This movie works on the side of good cage trying to get information to stop a terrorist plot. The side that doesn't work for me is bad Travolta interacting with his well the family and then working for the FBI because then his master plan is well I can just get everybody out of jail who are our friends mm-hmm. and we'll just be awesome together because like I well, got. The, I got everybody because right, and his other plan too was to eliminate all the all of their competition. Oh, that's right, yeah. And, and then, somehow nobody questions how he's acting different. How all of a sudden he has all this information. How he's able to dis- disarm a bomb with, 10 with seconds one second left, left oh. <laughs> after the experts are like, "Yeah, this is going to take us hours." And then he steps out. Oh, I got it. And then he's the golden boy for like the president. All of a sudden, like, wait, wait, wait. Right, and the CIA is said. Oh, I guess yeah. that was before CIA this, was like, "Good job, guy." This yeah. takes in. Yeah, this asks a lot of questions of the people around him. Like, wait, you disarmed a bomb. That no one else could disarm. Yeah. How? Yeah. Well, not only that, but literally they talk about how uh, uh, Margaret Cho's character is like, Hey, boss, uh, you get rid of that stick up your ass? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, why is nobody like, wow, this dude that was all stressed out and serious all the time is all of a sudden nonchalant about everything. It's the power of getting laid, apparently. And and, and getting caster. Yeah. That was the thing. It was after he got Castro. That's all it took. He's all of a sudden a new person. New man. New man. Yeah, that... Really? Nobody's like, wow, this is weird. On a, on a certain level, maybe on paper this movie works. In practicality, I... It has not aged well. To and me, I feel like there's too many cuts. I mean, looking looking at it through, through uh, today's eyes, uh-huh. it's... Way worse than it was when I first saw it. What do you mean cuts? Like fight scene cuts? Just the way the movie's all cut up. I feel oh. like there's just a lot of blocks of stuff. It's like, here's some action stuff, and then here's some drama stuff, and then here's some other stuff, and they like just like mash it together. It was very right. like blocky to me. It was not very... like like For me, what sticks out is towards the end, they're doing the boat scene. They're doing the church scene, and I'm just thinking, this seems... This feels woo to me, but... Why? What is happening? Like, I mean, I'll watch it because stuff's happening, but I just don't understand. And another thing, too, I kept I kept wondering is how do these people know how to do stuff immediately? Like uh, when uh, what was it? When Castor went in, he was in prison Uh and he's getting his shock therapy because he knows that's that's when they take off my boots and that's my out. Yeah, there's a Um, lot of uh, coincidence. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah, stuff works out perfect, blah, blah, blah. How does he know how to work that computer system? How does he know how to overload the system? As <laughs> okay. as two people that have, have worked with okay. computers most okay. of our lives, okay. we know every system is different, and okay. we don't well, know how to get around. I ain't a hacker. Caster's uh, a hacker now? I, I got, well, if you're in a movie in the 90s, you're guaranteed to be a hacker and know everything about computers. I got two, to piggyback off yours, I got two things about the prison thing. We're introduced to a character that beats the shit out of him because apparently... Cage, a sex sandwich, 
<laughs> Did they say mom and uh, sister? Like his his wife and his sister. Okay, or, or her sister. Sure. Some, oh yeah, his his sister and then his wife. Yeah. So this guy beats the shit out of him, and then he too is getting shock therapy. So before Good Cage gets shocked, he like looks him dead in the eyes, like, "Sorry, I did that stuff." Like, why is this guy all of a sudden have a turn? Because Good Cage is like, oh, I'm sorry, I yeah, I, I didn't do a, that. That wasn't me, bro. Yeah. Like, I might have the face of the guy who did it, but it wasn't me. Like, yeah. All of a sudden, this guy like turns to help him, and then he escapes and gets onto the roof of the complex. Apparently, they're in the middle of some body of water, and there's a helicopter. He jumps off. Do we see him hit the water? I don't remember where it cuts. Cage but, jumped in the water. Yeah, Cage yeah. jumps in the water. They, it, it, and they just said he died. The hell, there's a helicopter there. Like, there's nothing around. How does he escape? Yes. This movie just wants to, like, get to the next set piece. You're like, yes. but you're establishing he's on. He, he's the, on this, an oil derrick in the middle of was, the oh, ocean. That's what it was. Yes. Which is Wait, a genius prison because he's exactly got no what idea say, which way to swim, swim. And he doesn't know how far he's got to swim. Exactly. And how, after jumping off of this, like, 100 foot uh, helicopter platform. And you can see that he doesn't die because of the way he lands. He doesn't face plant. He doesn't belly flop. He goes feet first. He points his toes. Anybody he, that's cliff jumped knows that's how you have to enter the water. Well, you can't go face first because it fucks the face up <laughs> and then it messes up with your the vocal voice, cords, voice which box. are apparently indestructible. <laughs> yes. So it doesn't matter. Because jumping into a into the ocean doesn't do anything. Yeah. Doesn't mess with your face or yeah, your voice like, box. I, I guess. Or swimming for miles. Yeah. So, and in knowing which way you need to go. Yes. Because who's to say you are not on the opposite side of the world or the continent yes. at this point? I, and how, how does the helicopter that's hovering not see this dude come up for air? That has to that, come up within a minute or two. Because this is movie writing 101 and I, oh shit, he jumped into the water. 500 people saw him and they don't wait for him to come back up and they say, oh, he died oh, he and died. immediately walk away. Yep. No current. He did. Yep. Huh. He jumped... 10 feet down. He must be dead. We'll just walk away. Yeah, he's got to be dead. He's dead. I Nobody I, dead. <laughs> I think this movie's runtime is fairly long. It is. I could have used more. We're going to set up this present prison scenario. I need more of a prison escape then. Like, yes. Because all of a sudden his supply line to the outside world is gone, so he makes his own way out. But dude, how? Yeah. I, I, yeah. I at least need to see the scene of like him getting like all the layouts to the prison just for shits and giggles. So yes. he as like pretty much a man of the law, he knows like the ins and outs of it. Like he knows exactly. things, or at least there's somebody on the inside who is kind of watching his back, but they're like, No, you've got to go in there and play the parts. Like, yeah, but bring in the most trusted prison guard because then this movie wants to play the prison guard is always being the asshole. Right. Which because it's a movie, like, they're just assholes, plain and simple. Like, you can't tell me there's at least one guy in there who'd be like, yeah, for $5 million, I will watch this guy's back. No questions asked. Oh, yeah. And I will get him out. No questions asked. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying, like, they're corrupt because they're being bought, but, like, you got, like, the FBI coming in. I mean. Like, hey, we've got this very delicate situation. We will pay you handsomely. Yeah. To do this. Are well, you in or out? That's exactly right. It's like the clientele of this prison. It is they are the worst of the worst, oh, oh, aka oh. the richest of the rich criminals. I mean, look yeah. at Castro Troy. He's there. Yeah. He's supposed to be the number one terrorist. You know, so evasive. You know, uh, so prolific. Blah blah blah. 
he's loaded. He's loaded. Yeah. But that means he's with the same crowd. Like, either they're going to be really bad, and when you're really bad as a criminal, you're also very, very, I mean, yeah. I don't know. You, may, you you should have a lot of money. Maybe they don't. Um, But like you're saying, too. Like, Criminals aren't always rich. True, true. Why would you? Why would you be a criminal? But um, <laughs> at the same time, it's like uh, corruption is definitely a thing. I mean, in real life, it's always been this case of mm. guards being underpaid. Yeah. So that's an easy, easy storyline to write. Super. Yeah, easy. and I, I guess I understand why this prison has to be so outlandish anyway. Well, I do because it's like, it's like the a take on Alcatraz. It's or or any yeah, prison in Nevada. Like I get what you're saying. These are such bad criminals that we gotta isolate them. Because if they do escape, which they're probably gonna try, and maybe they're gonna be able to, we gotta make it super easy for us to catch them again. Because they're so bad. That's my take on it. I get yeah, that they're trying to they're trying know. to showcase how bad these people are. Yeah, but it doesn't matter in the long run because all they're trying to do is get the information of where the bomb is from the brother, and this could be taking place anywhere. And it's just so yeah. it's, it's just there to set up tension of like, well, how's he going to get out of this? Because he doesn't even know who that guy is. Right. Again, you're sitting in a guy who doesn't know everything about Castro Troy because he's not. Right. But you're sending him into a prison to essentially do recon, and he doesn't know any of the people there. Like, I guess that's why I need to see like some kind of scene of like, hey, go through these files. These are like the top people that Castro Troy knows or. You know what I mean? Well, like, I I guess I this movie just wants to go like, so fast, 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 yeah. action, action, birds flying, slow mo, slow mo, bullet, yeah. boat crash, to where like you're not supposed to stop and think like, but wait, what are we, but, what yeah. are we doing here? Well, that was a thing too. Like you bring up, um, not really explaining things. Like, um, for me, to have good Travolta know more about Bad Cage. Mm-hmm. And then vice versa makes a lot of sense to me because Cage doesn't really care about Travolta's character. You know what I mean? Caster Troy is just doing his thing. He's just wreaking havoc, now, doing wait. crimes. And Travolta's the one doing research trying to catch him. So he's trying to learn everything about him. Okay. So that makes more sense to me. There is a scene that I don't agree with being in this movie that paints bad Travolta in a caring light. And that is when, God, looking back, this sucks. Danny Masterson is in this movie. Yeah, and if you know Carl. anything about Danny Masterson? Oh, in real life, in didn't he? In real get, life, yeah, that's yeah, right. he went down for a uh, sexual assault stuff. Yep, yep. In this movie, he's trying to get down with the daughter, and she doesn't yep. want to. Bad Travolta comes out and stops it. And I'm not saying. Yep. I, again, this is a scene that I have to ask, why? Because, A, it's it's another awkward sexual thing that's going on here, but then you got Bad Travolta coming out and playing, like, the daddy role of, like, beating the shit out of this kid. And I'm not saying, like, he needs to stand by, like, well, let's just see where this goes, like, because he's a bad guy. But it also doesn't do his character any favors of saying, but he cares about this non-daughter, that's his daughter, even though he just skeeved her out. A day or two ago, maybe. Yeah. But, but what why? are we saying about this character at this moment? Because this scene doesn't need to be here. It, no. it has nothing to the story except for no. the fact he gives her a knife and says, next time he does it, stab him in the thigh and twist, <sighs> which that's comes back. Whole, but again, whole, yeah. oh, was that yeah. the skeevy daughter part two? What? 
which happened first? This weird Stevie Daughter scene, or then like, is it? Doesn't he give her the knife after while she's in the, his underwear? The, no, the the cigarettes were first, and then the knife was with Masterson. Okay, and that was after the cigarettes. Yeah, again, yeah. so that comes back because she ends up stabbing him at yep. the end to get away from him. But it's like, there's got to be a different way to show like she can fight for herself or something because if you're saying that's a payoff that's a weak ass payoff of like well i get it's a butterfly knife with a twisty blade so it looks cool yeah it's so flashy but again you're like this scene serves no purpose because now you got me like oh well maybe bad travolta is not so bad well but I mean, as yeah, you were talking, I was thinking maybe the premise behind it was to gain her trust, which makes no sense because she's a teenage <laughs> angsty daughter that is not where he and needs to be focusing. And you look like his dad, her dad anyway. Yeah. What you need to be doing is focusing all that energy on the wife that knows Travolta oh, better. Okay. I, I've I've had this question, and I wrote it in the notes of, does he feel bad for killing his son, Travolta's kid, at the beginning? Like, Is he one of those terrorists Is like, Kid death is the line I draw. Right. I'm not going there. So is I would I would is say that based, what we're playing with here. My my assumption is yes, he is one of those criminals okay. because and and I don't know for sure because the whole time I'm just like unsure. But the reason I say that is because uh, when he actually shoots him in the beginning, he like goes away from the scope after he shoots him. Mm-hmm. To like look to see that the kid is down, even though he can look through, he saw him through the scope. Mm-hmm. But anyways, he was just showcasing that, like he was like, "Oh, I didn't mean to do that." Well, and Tried again, to hit bad on Travolta. him because you've been watching him do. Like you know, he's with the kid. Right. I just don't know if he. Either he way, dude, you bad. just killed the du- the kid's dad in front of him. Like you just messed that kid up too. Again, True. that need, that assassination need to be happened at work or something random, Just like anywhere where he's by but himself. Again, uh, this movie's trying to say like this was a personal thing between these two, yeah, opposites of force. Which I mean, good and evil. Yeah, you're saying you got a terrorist versus an FBI agent. Like, how often does a terrorist like headhunt an FBI agent? Like, right? You know what I mean? Like, this is a vendetta. Yeah, and so again. This movie is just weird. Like it wants you just to suspend everything. And be like, yeah. Well, of course they hate each other. So now we got to take their faces off. Yeah, it's totally plausible. There's no other way to get the information. Yes, um, this experimental surgery I've never heard about that you somehow just perfected. Yes, I'll do that. Yeah, because I, I want him so bad. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, you already got him. Never mind. No, because we want to stop this this bomb. Yeah, which makes sense. But also, like, what? I, I wrote to the face touching exclamation point because there's a couple of times where like the wife's like touching faces like oh no that's not what it is it's Travolta's thing of like yes. he like drags his fingers he like drags forehead his fingers down just like you're closing the eyes of a dead person that left their <laughs> eyes open that's his technique that's the same move I was thinking why is he using the close the eyelids technique on live people that is super creepy because that's our callback to know that it's the real yes. him because because only when, Travolta can do that because when bad or when good cage does it to the wife like she's like oh shit you are telling the truth like that's what it took yeah like he just named like things that only he would probably know yep. but it's the face yep. touching but it's cool. the face touching okay. right gotcha and that that's one of those movie tropes, too, of, like, we've got a, a main character who does a specific thing that apparently no one else does, and that is our thread back to knowing that's the yep. person. That's that's our 100% understanding right there. But Boom. 
It's and this only, case, them. I, only them. Yeah. And I would argue in this case, like, it's a blink and you miss it because it's such a weird thing. Well, I think the only reason I notice is because they made, on purpose, I'm pretty sure, they kept doing it over and over and over. And every time I was like, why? Why is that a thing? Nobody does that. Mm. But I guess that was the whole point because we're going to come back to it at the end. This call is my back. calling card to my family. This is how you know it's me. I rub my my hand on your face. I don't. I don't know. Yeah, this movie is. There's too many things that you're like, wait, this can't possibly be what's going on, but yet it is. One thing too, I want to go back. Okay, bring to it. being like, what is going on? Oh wait, it's John Woo movie. Is in the beginning when um uh Cage is going uh. Get, uh, Castro Troy's is going to get on his private jet. Uh-huh. And as he drives up, uh-huh. gets out of the car, uh-huh. and the overcoat. For some reason, he's wearing a black overcoat. <laughs> uh, no, whips yeah. in the wind like a cape. Uh-huh. And has sound that coordinates with it. It won an award what? for sound. It did. Okay. Ex- exactly. Mm-hmm. I, I get it. I get yeah. it. It was well done. Well timed, sir. Sexy scene. Well timed. Uh-huh. But then also, what? Why? What? Why was that scene necessary? Why at is all? he being flashy with guys like his brother and henchmen? Is this well, where we see the dual guns, gold guns? Yes, that yeah took off his overcoat and why? Why did he have an overcoat again? Yeah, has the dual dual pistols in the back of his waistband, mm-hmm. and then also has the giant gold money clip that's a dragon's head. Again, that's the only time you see that, and why? Why even have see, that? See, and and that's why. It, it's frustrating because you show like this gaudiness yes. of his character and he's it never so comes wealthy. back. Like even when he's good cage, like I want a scene of him being like, God, this guy is so just up his own ass. Yes. Look at this money clip. Look at these guns. Like, yeah, like a little bit more play with like, God, I got to pretend to be this asshole. Mm-hmm. I, I really got to wear this. I really got to carry this around. Shit. But again, because the movie wants to be like, no, you're going to a prison, and then you get the we're distracting you out, like you don't need to know this information, dude. This guy's just hung out to dry. Yeah. Going back to your plane thing, what was the purpose of having? Okay. You've got an undercover FBI woman playing the flight attendant to his plane. So you are you already know where the plane is? Why do you have an undercover FBI agent there? That's and a good question. Why is it you're allowed this plane to even start down the runway? Before... Why is the pilot what? not? A undercover uh, agent that doesn't know how to fly the plane. If nobody knows how to fly the plane, you can't leave. So what's the big deal? Well, if again, you know where he's going and what plane he's on, why do we have anything? Like, it's just... So so here's a question, too. So to go even farther, if the FBI know where he's going to be, know what plane he's going to have... Why is the entire staff not FBI? Not just one lady that gets shot immediately. Well, <laughs> why is the entire staff not armed and ready to say everybody freeze because they know he has a whole crew? Because you don't have this fight gun battle where he gets I knocked mean, out by a jet engine turning on by his face, which yeah. I would argue would instantly incinerate you. Well, I was thinking, but what do I know? So when I was watching it, it had been so long that I forgot how the movie played out and i thought that was one of the premises that he got his face melted from the jet engine so then 
they had to reconstruct it anyway, so let's just take it off or something. I oh, remember. that's interesting. Face melted off. So we got to rebuild it anyways, so let's just like play it up and i don't know it because they played and that would died. actually yes that would actually well, work out better they did they told everybody he died except for the no because then the brother's like oh hey what's up that's where we got weird too is like you we were i i forget who they told like oh yeah caster's no, dead but like yeah, the they brothers told, they the told bro- travolta because when he saw him oh. they're like oh, he's still alive uh, he thought for sure he was right. dead. That's he literally right. didn't even check his pulse. He, when well, the jet the, engine hit him, he goes, "Oh, he's dead." The jet engine lights out. Him. The power from the jet engine goes right. I the fire, yeah. yeah. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, Travolta was like, "Oh yeah, lights out. He's dead." And well, I'm I mean, thinking, "Oh yeah, clearly, that's yeah." Horror movie that's, rules, right there. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, you're not conscious anymore. That means you're dead. Yeah. Yeah, I can I can run away. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna act like you're not a threat anymore. Yeah, there's just too yeah. much of this movie that so I just many holes. like so many holes. Oh, when I watch it, like I'm here to see the performance of Travolta and Cage, and once those f- roles flip, I I think I'm yeah. still with like I like Travolta's performance in this, uh-huh. and I like Cage's performance as the bad guy. But once Cage is like the good guy, I'm like, all right, well, I'm all about Travolta at this point. Let's just right. stick with him. I just. Bad guys are way more entertaining. Well, yeah. Travolta's character is just so shitty. I mean, to be honest good, with you, good Travolta's character. Good Travolta is just well, like this. Just, he yeah. plays this like Mopey yeah, this this. He sack. plays Eeyore, but he also plays emotional in the prison. He's so sad and cries. It's like I get it. It's but then he like why would you ball manically? Yeah, trying to he's play like, like he's caster. Oh, like, like during that fight. Yeah, he's like crying and bleeding, and then like he touches a bloody jails like all wide eyed like yeah yeah like I'm caster. That's to his the brother. cage I want. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like yeah, that's that kind of makes sense because you know that caster is a psycho, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and I then, don't know, dude. And then once good cage is out he finds his way back to his ex-wife and kid which is roughly the same age as travolta's kid that died right and so everybody in that family dies and so travolta adopts the kid like i'm sorry dude randomly showing up at home like this end part with and like with this new kid yeah like the mom and daughter stand there like he's like surprise and like oh cool we get this. oh they were so happy about it they were like like, yay our replacement yeah like that is i guess i don't like it because like you when you're going back to yourself you ask for that scar to not come back and it's like you have either just like i'm gonna move on from my dead son i've caught the killer the killer whatever you want to say it but now i'm gonna adopt the killer's child to replace my own like yeah Again, do you have enough money to co- to cover therapy right. forever? Right. Because this family has been traumatized. Yeah. We're raising Ugh. the son of the man that killed our son. Yeah. And also tried to actively kill all of us. But yet we're going to raise him as our own and we're going to just put that out of our minds and it's not going to affect us at all. Good on you, good on you, but, like, but how? And I also had sex with both of these men. Yes. But and it was I all was it was all in one body though. It was all in Travolta's <laughs> body, so it's okay. No, it wasn't Travolta's body. 
It's just his face. He had Cage's body. No. Oh, I know. Okay, yeah. Going he did back. not yeah. have Cage's body because she would have known that ripped six pack. It would have been like, "Ooh, you've been working out." She would have said something because Travolta's all floppy. Yeah, well, now you make me think. I go go I'll go back and find the scene of where they say like, "We're just gonna change every part of your anatomy to fit this role." I didn't think they did that because so, they had six days to find the bomb. They, he needed to be in the prison no longer than 72 hours. So I was thinking, well, yeah, you only need to go like waist you, up. Did you see how fast they, they grew that ear with those lasers? Well, Literally in uh, about yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah, but dude, I'm just saying. 30 seconds. I'm just saying ear. to save time on like what we're doing. Why wouldn't you just do like the essentials? Like the dick down? Like, I don't know. No, That's you got to do everything, oh, dude. I mean... All right. So, so then I guess so, I then I guess I need to see the dicks getting replaced. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I I need to see like if we're going art, show me the two dicks exactly. side by side. Let's see how they do lengths, it. Let's get those girth. lasers. Get those lasers. Are they circumcised? Get, or are they not? I so, should stop so talking about dicks. <laughs> you do see super into the dicks. That's how you know who because you're dealing with. This dicks. movie's outrageous. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> okay. Okay, back to like Dick the whole changing off. thing. Yeah. Um, is hairline. <laughs> so like okay. so like Cage has a super hair, high hairline uh-huh. in this. Okay, cool, I believe it. Travolta's is way lower. And then um in order to change hairline, they talk about they're like, Oh, we're gonna change your hairline with our surgery techniques. Yeah. Their surgery techniques is taking a pair of scissors and cutting his hair back and it, and all of a sudden it raises his hairline. Just shortening the hair. What? That that's what? what I'm saying. Like you're telling me they can't get the hairline right. How are they getting them dicks right? Well, that's what I'm saying. They do. <laughs> that's all you need is magic scissors. So all you need is some magic like Barker and then all new right. dicks. You know, fine. Well, that was the other thing too. It's welcome like, back to Dick Talk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Dick off. Yeah, Dick off, please. I yeah. No, it's like you say. I mean, at a certain point, you just say, oh, "Okay, I believe everything." So, since this is supposed to be a John Woo talk, mm-hmm. in general, do you have like a gauge of how you feel about his movies in general? Uh, they're okay. Um, I would say for me, they were more when they came out. Well, he's got I, such I a long list of like before he became came over to like American action. Oh, okay. And like even after, I'd have to go back and look, but even after like 2000. I couldn't tell you if I watched a John Woo movie besides Paycheck. Paycheck was probably my last known Woo movie I watched. Oh, okay. But and after that, like I nowadays, like you could put a movie in and I wouldn't tell you if it's John Woo unless he does his specific things that are his trademarks of the birds or whatnots. But well, that's the I've, other thing too. It's like how many directors and producers have like taking little bits of what he does because they like him and they've influenced him yeah. to the point where they're integrating into the things they do in their style. I don't know that. He, I don't know. I would like to watch his, well, foreign to me, his his stuff, you know, where he makes it for his own market as opposed to coming over and doing like uh, the American action with okay. the top actors just to kind of get more of an idea of what, right. like, did he well, change his filming style well, that's another. That's a good question too. How much freedom did he have in Asia versus America? Because we already know America, you do not have freedom as soon as your budget is at a certain level. There's well, once enough money is involved, studio. Once you get calls. too many th- people who think they've got more creative exactly. fingers in that pie than they need, and and they're not troubles. even creative types; they're just executives. It's I've ridiculous. Got the money, you do yeah. what I say. I've got the title. I know what's best. You told I. I'm fronting this. You're gonna make it. 
have no dick in it. Um, can we talk about Tom Jane? I forgot Tom <laughs> Jane was in that. And yes, he had so a de- he had a decent role in the prison, but I'm also like Is it Tom why? Jane or Ch- we're talking a Punisher guy, right? Yeah, Punisher Thomas, Tom Thomas Jane. Jane. Yeah. yeah, he is in this movie. He's got curly hair, long hair with glasses. glasses. Yeah. I'm thinking, yeah. okay, they're buddies, but why? Why why is why is he like the only one? Why is he such like a big deal? I don't understand. Why did they cast somebody opposite Nicolas Cage that's some well, the, in the in the prison, like well, why yeah, is he? Yeah. Why is he even? He's he's almost like the 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 liaison to the prison, like he's in, like his handler. Yeah. If you will. But also, it's not necessary in the way the movie is. You know what I mean? The, him and and the the other prisoner that beats him up. That's the only interaction that really needs to occur. That and with the uh, guards, Tom Jane's character doesn't really do anything for me it's, so he's you, just there are you kind of saying why would you cast somebody that's mildly recognizable well, well i get well, it's a no. bit part so maybe it's just well that's the other thing too i don't know when tom jane started making stuff that might have been like with hyde before they really broke out because i think i think hyde when he played carl oh no okay his name's danny masters right. and he played hyde um, right that 70s show yeah, yeah. they're talking about i think that that was before that 70s show right 70s show came out in like 98, 99, maybe even 2000. Yeah, so before he broke yeah. it on that. So it was, it, I mean, he was just he trying was, to get a role. I feel yeah, like. Yeah, he was also in some vampire movie too that might have been around this time. That is true. And he's a child actor. The Mastersons have been acting since they were children. That's just true. With minor roles and stuff. So this yeah. is just another one until they broke it. I wonder if that's the same thing with Jane. If, if he, he was, was just trying to cut his teeth to, in the acting yeah, world. Yeah, because it was and, way before Punisher. Well, let's look real quick. And I only knew him after Punisher. Well, he was in The Crow City of Angels, Hollywood Confidential, a TV movie. Uh, then he does Face Off. And then he got Boogie Nights, um, Thin Red Line, Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess I get what you're saying. Because Punisher is not until 04, so you've got some time. So, yeah, maybe he's just... Hey, it's a John Woo Travolta Cage movie. I'm. I cannot turn this down. I. How could I? Yeah. Play and it's a decent Why role not? too. Like he's he's actually like got a. De- he's got he's got more of a role than uh, Margaret Cho. Uh, Choi. Cho. Cho. Margaret Cho. The comedian. Right when I saw that, I was like, oh, they give her like the suit kind of comedic role. Kind of, but, but not, not really. really. <laughs> and it's like, why is she even there? It's not funny at all. Her, it's not funny. I, she, it's, I'm not, I'm not knocking her. It's just there's nothing on this paper for her to do. Well, that's the thing. There's nothing it's like to play with. His, uh, his black partner that gets killed, he was like his second in command. He was Travolta's second in command. That yeah. makes sense. What was she? Just a part of the team? Yeah. But she didn't really do anything? She just I, like hung out with him? <laughs> I don't... Yeah, again, again this why? movie's got characters that doesn't know what to do with because it's the Travolta Cage show. Yeah. But you also have to have, like, supporting cast. But, again, you all of a sudden you've got Travolta, like, doing a complete change on his everything. Yeah. And no one's asking questions. It's like, I don't know. I would like to think if I came into work one day completely different and had a different attitude and mannerisms and the way I did stuff, people wonder if I had a psychotic break and would ask, questions about it like, yeah like what is hey happening? are you okay buddy but not this movie this no. movie is just like yeah 
Nobody even blinks an eye. Yeah. And, th- and we're talking about the FBI here, too. <laughs> you know, these guys are supposed to be the cream of the crop, which I think in real life they are. I mean, you you know that, I'm you not, know, they I'm just don't pick up anybody. I'm not saying about the FBI. But, in case the FBI uh, yeah, hears this, yeah, I don't want to be on that. FBI, not, not, not saying you're, you guys are bad at, like, listening in or anything. <laughs> well, that's more cia isn't it yeah but at this point bugged? it's everybody right i mean well can you be bugged if you're bugging yourself no which we essentially i mean we done. yeah we are broadcasting it aren't we i oh, mean no. hey fbi listen to us and then come get us well not only that, that it's just like i i mean all the facebook google they already have all the they have more information on us than we even realize about ourselves you know so at that point it's like meh who doesn't know what, you know? Um, but yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, I was, uh, I don't know about you, but I got pretty, uh, like, kind of tired watching this movie. Like, it was kind of exhausting. Oh, I was. I thought you were going to say bored. I got bored watching this movie. Well, yeah, that Not too. Not the case. Yeah, I would say it was exhaustion due to boredom. Hmm. Um Not that I didn't find the fight scenes or the action scenes to be entertaining. It was just like constantly being like what yeah. what why what and then when stuff was happening it i kind of lost interest in the actual action scenes too because i was just yeah. like uh, it's all just like nonsensical weird <laughs> they could have they they had something and then they they just let it go they didn't have something because yeah it's, it's definitely it's its own little time capsule of what 90s action oh! was kind of trying to be yeah question for you I've this stuck out in my no mind answer for you um, when they were uh in the prison, uh huh, with the shock therapy, and they were going to escape, and for for one, the guard uh-huh. that is is literally on the catwalk overlooking the shock therapy is supposed mm-hmm. to be on guard. Mm-hmm. There's nothing for else for him to watch. Takes how long to shoot? Misses. Gets shot with one shot dead. Cause mm-hmm. cause that's the one thing too I noticed. Like most action movies, Cage is a sharpshooter without even aiming. One shot, boom, Well, kill. that's the one movie like, good guy always hits. This goes back and to like, the guys. thing of like Star too. Wars and the stormtroopers. You have a bajillion stormtroopers shooting at one yes. person. They'll all miss, but the one guy will shoot back in every single one, one of them. Like, yep. that's boom, boom, boom. A cheat, but yeah. yeah. It was just like, yeah, and that's probably it. I mean, we've gotten it our whole lives, so it's kind of like, uh, come on now. Um, uh, the other thing, too, is that... Uh, he shoots the foot off of one of the guards, and he lets out the <laughs> like. I don't know what it's from. Like, Cage does? No, oh, not Cage, but the guard. Okay. It's like um, from Doom, or it's from. Are talking about the uh, Wilhelm scream? Is that what that is? I can't remember what the part it's, in the movie. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's very unique. It sounds like I mean it's it's from something else. Terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. Huh. Like long, exaggerated, and I'm like. Why did he have that howl scream? Like, why? Yeah. And I'm like, I get he got, like, his foot blew off, but I don't know. Well, would you rather have him lift his leg up and then jump on the other one? Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would prefer that, actually. I We kind of do this, but not really. But I found this review that gave this movie a 9 out of 10. What? And it's he. this person entitled it, um, corny, crazy, cool. And he says that Face Off is amazing because it mixes an outrageous cornball plot with some of the best acting in an action movie. Okay. 
How John Wool pulled it off is beyond me. Money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say money. <laughs> yeah, that tends to help. His visual imagery is flamboyant and decorative, yet never fails to deliver the goods. I don't know what he means by that. Yeah. There is always a flurry of images to grasp our attention. Yeah, when they're in fucking slow-mo. Yeah. Granted, his typical trademarks are here. Yeah, true. But never does the script suffer from the same problem as his other works. And I can't speak to that on these other works because he's not writing the scripts. As far as I know, he's, he's just only directing. directing. So he can direct the actors of how to give the lines. But ultimately, he's picking the scripts to do the movie on. So maybe he should ask for tweaks, which is fine. Do you know what the the critic is uh, talking about in terms of? I'm the, pretty sure the flaws? this is just an everyday user. This is not a critic. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. But, but do you know what he's referencing in terms of a typical John Woo like problems? Uh, I don't. I mean, like I said, my gauge on John Woo films is pretty low. Like uh, Broken Arrow. Also, like you have to abandon abandon logic and time for the allow the movie. I still would maintain Broken Arrow is probably better for me than Face Off. Okay, it it plants his feet in a little bit more realistic way mm-hmm. than this movie. I don't know what exactly they're talking about with the same problems with the script. Again, he's not writing it. Right, he's got to be the one who he's has to gotta just it. So I don't, I don't deal know. with the script. Yeah, and that's why I'm saying like I'm at a disadvantage because I don't know his previous works that are foreign, <sighs> and I'm not too caught up on his current work, so I don't know. Well, that's the other thing too. It's like exactly what you're saying is like we're having to judge him on his directing ability. Well, not necessarily judge, but yeah, that's your, yeah. I mean, well, critique yeah. Or, yeah. or just observe his directing ability when realistically, I don't know about you, I'm taking the whole thing into account like yeah i mean it's really hard to judge somebody's directing ability when you're using off of of words yeah you know what i mean unless we have a basis of something he's done written and directed or have watched everything he's ever directed well that's and even then you could say like yeah every single one of these movies he's got clunky dialogue okay well then maybe he's just picking bad projects i don't know yeah well yeah but again the projects make money so Right. I mean, he did direct a Mission Impossible movie, which has become one of the longer-running franchises True. and moneymakers out True. there. And I will still maintain it's the weakest of them all, and you can flat-out skip it Yeah, because well, it does not matter. I think I think that's the main thing with John Woo is you got to think about him as a visual. Not the dialogue, not the plot. Yeah. Visual only, because that's the only thing he has control over. Yeah, that's true. But... You could look at different directors though, and they are like at least visually and have decent scripts with it too. But again, if you're just if you're just looking for a payday, you can take a you know, I'm a producer well, and I come to you, John Woo, and say, hey, I've got this quacky cornball movie called Face Off. Here's a brief plot summary, and I've got Travolta and Cage. Yeah, on they board. signed. Oh, on. cool, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other thing too you got to think about is well, plus they've already worked with, together prior, Travolta and Woo, so they've already okay. got a working relationship. Right, and. Another thing, too, you got to think about is uh, these other directors. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's it's like it really speaks volumes to what the end product is. But yeah. a lot of directors are able to say, oh, I want to bring in my own writers. I want to bring my own producers, my own team, so I can to make sure and... everything can get the yeah. way I want it. Versus yeah. like trying to make something that sucks work well, and I it still sucks. And we don't know their time frame of their shooting schedule. Like, who True. knows what happened? Um 
continuing this sweet review. Uh, Nicholas Cage and John Travolta are phenomenal in their dual roles each. The rest of the cast isn't very deep and is more filler than anything else. Agree. Mm-hmm. The editing job feels underdone, particularly when the action sequences uh, get to the over uh, air quotes here overcooked staged. I'm not. That's how it's written. Still. How many speedboat chases or airplane crashes are you going to see in slow motion? Valid question. Yeah. Overall, a summer action movie that delivers in action directing, 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 and most other departments. Four out of five stars. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not a nine out of ten, but essentially it is. Mm-hmm. This is written, written in 03, so. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa, so it's had some time. It's had Six some time years to sit here and marinate on a... Uh yeah, wow. this movie is wow. I guess corny, crazy, and cool. I don't I mean, know. Honestly, like I think that's the main thing. It's like looking at or watching a I don't know the first Expendables movie. <laughs> you go into it expecting what it is. You're not going in expecting like amazing acting, amazing writing, amazing plot. Like you're going whoa, in whoa, expecting whoa. action. You're Period. not expecting amazing <laughs> writing or acting in this example. Come on, man. Right? It's really hard to, I know, wrap your head around. But uh, yeah. <laughs> This is the man who brought us Rocky. You're telling me he can't write an action movie? And, and Rambo. Rambo. Yeah. Jinx. <laughs> and then all the, all the additional uh, superstars. Mm-hmm. Man, it's just star-studded. Are you telling me you don't? Yeah, yeah. You I know hear what I mean. Saying. It's like once, once. I mean, hearing you read that review, I agree with that critic's review. I mean, for what it is, it's summer, it's action. You know that it's John Woo. You know it's going to be flamboyant and ridiculous, and that's what you want. I mean, you're not thinking about like, oh man, I, I'm looking for a drama. You know, I'm looking for a lot of substance. It's so like, no, been. I'm looking for bang bang shoot 'em up. So it'd have been early teens when this came out. I don't know when I would have seen it then. Yeah, I would have been too. I, I was trying to think 2000s. too. Yeah, because if it's rated R, I would have been old enough. Yeah, I wouldn't. Uh, I, this this if was, it was not 97. a theater event for me. Yeah, but again, yeah, you watch it even 11. in your early teens, you're like, oh, this is a cool movie, and then you watch it as like a jaded adult, like, oh, what the hell are we doing here? Right. Well, that's the other thing too. Yeah, when you're an ad- uh, a young adult watching it, it was fantastic because literally that was as good as it got back then. Yeah. In terms of special effects and. I mean, just what standard movies were. Well, and we try to ask the question sometimes. It was like, well, who was this movie for? Yes. But this movie is also, like, it's just a summer blockbuster. It's it for is. anybody who wants to go watch yeah. some nonsense action in anybody the theater. Anybody who wants to spend money. And see Cage yep. and Travolta yep. Yep. swap faces Which and also talk crazy. So that's the other thing, too, I think we should talk about is is the ratings. And I think this really speaks volumes to what was happening in the late 90s is that, I mean, it stands it stands true today. PG-13 makes more money than rated R movies. Your audience is greater. Uh, Parents are much more likely to let their children go watch PG-13 versus R. And so with this, it makes a lot of sense when parents are watching these rated Mm. R movies and being like, oh, this is fun. My kid can watch it. And so you could churn out a rated R and as long as it is more of a PG-13 and then still generate that revenue at the box office. Because parents are like, oh, yeah, go watch that. John Travolta, Nick Cage, I love them, you know, or something. I don't know. Yeah, but I guess I'm taking it down. Like, this is just 
they're just making a movie to make a movie. I think I, I think I, I think, think studios so. were more aligned to do a rated R action movie than not in the in the 90s. I mean, you've got Right, because standards were different back then. Yeah. And like we talked about, like this movie does not play the ultra violent, ultra yeah. sex, ultra nudity card at all. It's strictly yeah. the gunplay and violence and language yep. and some probably drug use or there talking about. Some, and then yeah. I, I'm sorry, dude, the creepiness with like the daughter and the star of this movie dude. with what might've been an underage girl. She was definitely underage. They talked about and how the, she got like suspended from high school. No, at the star when he's like at the the choir. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. And the Danny Masterson thing, like yeah. right there, like I think you are dancing with an R rating just for the fact, yeah. like you. It's adult content. Yeah, 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 yeah. and it, yeah, and totally, that could be left totally. like those things serve no purpose. Yep, for the most part. Yep, or you could have reworked that first shot of our introduction to Cage of like. Why is it gotta be a choir? Why is he dressed like a priest? Well, okay, that makes cool. sense because he had to sneak in. That was his entrance. To plant he could the bomb. be a maintenance guy. Well, I he enjoy could do it. any number I, of I enjoyed things. The pri- a- I enjoyed okay, the priest thing, but fine. then, yeah, the thing about it, just because it's different, you know, because like you see maintenance all the time, you're like, nah, nah, yeah, nah. but to me, the priest guy stands out more than anything else. If you're going through wherever the hell this building is down in downtown LA, like, true, the hell's a priest doing here? Well, it isn't. Unless he's is he it is, do- it is a it is a like a cathedral, right? I I never understood what the building was. I did not get that as a cathedral. I thought it was like some convention center. Oh, I thought they called a it convention a convention center. Yeah, so like if he's it's sneaking a Catholic convention oh center. Oh my god. Well is he sneaking <laughs> is he playing a priest to sneak in with like this church choir? That, that, that I, was I my need assumption. a scene to tell me why he's dressed the way he is, is and why all of a sudden there's this choir that coordinates with his dress so you can plant this fucking bomb three weeks out that was my only assumption was like okay he's dressed like that so he can blend in with his big group but then also he can hit on this maybe underage girl because he's just establishing how creepy he is dressing like a maintenance man is below him he's a terrorist exactly i guess you can't be flamboyant maintenance man that's just not how that works maintenance <laughs> men are depressed and like suicidal borderline oh. all the time versus priests are dancing around happy go lucky yeah okay <laughs> oh boy yeah uh, oh and with that too are they making a comment was this before or after the whole catholic nope, church not thing? getting into that okay <laughs> i'm not touching that because they could be playing no. off of that but they're not they're not no this that's what before. i'm saying like this the, is before that came out yeah. this is the the choices in this movie <laughs> blow my mind because it makes no sense of why that had to why be did shot that come out of there and yeah. if your answer if if you have to answer that question was because it looks cool you got to rethink what you're doing. Yes. Can it look cool and serve the purpose it needs to serve? Maybe. Yes. Maybe not. But let's just don't say, well, yeah, it looks cool if he's a priest. But why? Yeah, it looks cool that there's a boat chase. Okay, we're on the beach for a funeral. Oh, here's another so question, too. Uh, when I saw the boat chase. How fast can a boat go? Well, not. I mean, I they're both know. like jet boats, so I yeah. guess that makes sense. Uh-huh. Uh, or race boats or whatever you want to sure. call them. Sure. But my question is, how are they both experts at driving boats? Because the script needed them to get away on a boat. True. Well, you can just be explained by that. The script dictated one thing, a boat chase. One thing I did enjoy was uh, the scene with uh, Cage holding onto the chain of the anchor that's embedded into the boat. And then he starts uh, water skiing on his feet. <laughs> but then... It's cool action, baby. But... 
It was cool. Ain't it cool? But as soon as they had like a faraway shot, you could tell the stuntman had much longer hair than Cage. <laughs> and it's just flopping in the wind. And then cut back to, to Cage and it's like tight oh, cut. And then, oh. yeah. <laughs> it was great. I loved it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> well, it's the, it, again, it was the 90s and stuntmen were quick cut out of things or just you could just blatantly tell because yeah. you quick cut it and it's like, well, what's the point of what we're doing here? Yeah. So you just kind of have to how do people not know it's stuntman? I mean, yeah, I think everybody was just like, well, of course that's not right. Cage. Of course, Cage and Travolta aren't doing their own stunts. He ain't Tom Cruise. Yeah, it, it, no, no Tom Cruise. There ain't no Tom no Cruise Tom in on this. Tom Cruise no. would fucking do it. Oh yeah. Cage, nah, we gotta get a, <laughs> you gotta get a stunt guy for him to do it. You're asking him to water ski. Uh, ah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And I guess my question too is, if you're an actor doing a movie like this, do you not? second guess the choices that are being made like right you know you're there on set like okay so i'm doing what i'm going up behind this girl and i'm doing what but why yeah so you want me to do what yeah like i hmm. don't feel comfortable with that but i guess but... as a direct like, as a direct like, but you read the script so yeah, yeah. you know what's going shut on up. Yeah. shut your face yeah we're doing the scene act monkey act yeah. <laughs> You're here to act. Do what I tell you to do or you're fired. Yeah. Um, I think that's, yeah. I mean, it's just like any job. It's like, oh, this is job. Yeah. Gotta do it. I guess. Uh. All right. So we kind of come down. Face off really doesn't hold up. It's not yeah. bad if you turn your brain off and it's an action movie. I think uh, many, many years after this release, it is not good. No. I mean, it's... There are there are scenes in this that are kind of worth watching just for the Travolta and caginess of it mm-hmm. to see them both go batshit for a little bit. But right. the movie as a whole, it's like it's got too much lulls in it where yeah. like well, this doesn't work and the plot's a little everywhere. Honestly, um, yeah, yeah, unfortunately. But yeah, face off. Thanks for doing this. Yeah, absolutely. It's a good time. Yeah, talking about face Man. off. And this is, you know, if it wasn't for this, I definitely would have never watched that again. Because <laughs> I guess, I don't know about you, this is a very exa- uh, very good example of what happens when you watch something when you're a child mm-hmm. or a young teen, and then you watch it again as an adult, and it ruins your memories. Because I remember this as a very enjoyable, good movie. Nostalgia, it's a son of a son of a it bitch. It is. We have terrible memories, and it's great. <laughs> Just forget the 90s. Like yep. It never happened. It's our 60s, 70s, something like that. Well, for movie rewrite, I think we uh, tried to solve some of the uh, issues or call out some of the problems with this movie, but there could have been ways to kind of work around this to give our characters a little bit more yeah. stakes if there weren't already enough and just a little bit more wiggle room with a script of how to do some of this. But I think they just wanted to... Crank it out. Yep. Get an action movie out. We wanted to switch faces with Travolta and let them play off each other or play their parts. And we got 1997's Face Off. Uh, Thanks, folks. We still got a couple more woo movies coming out. We'll uh, see how we feel about them. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 